All right, so let's uh, start with the Torah learning now. Um, today's daf is daf chavav, page twenty-six in Masechus Roshana. We got to the Mishnah, which is about eight lines, eight nine lines from the top of the Amud. Chavav Amud Aleph at the Mishnah, and we have a beautiful, beautiful daf today. As always, um, we're going to discuss particular conversation, we're shifting from the testimony to a shoifer. You'd think, huh? Right? And we got, uh, what do we got? We got the bridge from the Siyum will be next week. Shabbos, I think is the last staff on Shabbos, is going to be the last staff of Rosh Hashanah. But uh, you'd, right, would be like, hey, Ready up the Dab Chavav, and you know, where's the Shoifer? Everybody gets all excited about Shoifer and Rosh Hashanah. Where's that conversation? So here we go. Zok the Mishnah, listen to this. Call a Shoifer's Kisherim Chutz Mishel Para, the Pnei Karen. Any Shoifer is kosher to be used to blow Shoifer and Rosh Hashanah, except for the horn of a cow. Why? Because it's not called a Shoifer. It is called a Karen. Amr Abiyazi Rezi says, I like Kola Shreifer's Nikru Karen. Shnebra bim Shaykh bi Karen hayoyvel. Okay? So he argues, and he says, that absolutely not. It's going to be allowed to be used a cow's horn as a Shaifer. Because even though you find that it's called a Karen, that doesn't disqualify. Just being called Karen should not disqualify anything. Because everything is called a Karen. And if you're going to disqualify the cow, you should disqualify everything. All right. Says the Gemara, one second. That was a pretty straight, short, clear-cut Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Shaper come Rabbi Yaisi. Yeah, Rabbi Yaisi saying good. He's saying good, right? So, he says, all called Karen. Virabonon, the Rabbana going to say, call our Shafers, Ikru Shafar Vikru Karen. They say, listen, every other type of horn is called a Shafar and a Karen. However, Depara, the horn of a cow, Karen Ikri, Shafer La Ikri, it's only called a Karen, not a Shafer. Meaning, it's not a problem to be called a Karen. It's a problem to only be called a Karen, and that's the issue of Shar, says, uh, of Para, says the Rabbanon. Right? The Bechar of the axe, Hadar Lai, in its beauty, Bechari Reim, Karnov. And the horns of her aim is called a Karen only. Rabbi who says that the horns of a cow are going to be okay, he's going to respond, no. The Paranami Shaifer. You even find places where the horns of a par, or of a para, of a, of a cow, are called Shaifer. We're so. Vasitav Lashem Mishar Par. And it is, it should be as beautiful to Rabbi Shalom as a Shar Par. Im Shar Lama Par. If you're talking about an ox, why are you saying cow or bull? The impar, lama shar. And if you're saying par, why are you saying shar? Okay? Why do, what's, the, what's one adding on to the other? What's the chiddush of one over the other? Elamai shar. Par, it means mi shai far. Combine those words. Beautiful, yeah? He says, granted, you're not going to find where it's directly called the shaifer, but it's hinted to. Even the horn of a para is hinted to because it's sharpar, which is shaifer. Gvaldik. Rabbanon, Kidarav Masna, Damarav Masna, my sharpar, Shuhu Godok Kfar. No, 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 no. It's not telling us me shaifar. That's not the drasha. 
the drosha is that it has to be gadol kipar, that it has to be as uh, already an adult. It cannot be a youngling. So it should be as beautiful and as pleasant to Rabbi Nishleilam, um, like a adult uh, adult ox. Ula Amar Ula says, "Hainu time the Rabbanon." I'll tell you why the Rabbanon do not allow the horn of a para. Kid Rav Chista, Yamar Rav Chista, Mepnei Ma In Koyin Galon Nechaz Beg Dezov Lefnai V'Lefnim Lavoi Davoida. Listen closely. You know why you can't use the horn of a par on Rosh Hashanah? I'll tell you why. Because a Koyin Galdol, when he goes in on Yom Kippur, do we allow him to wear gold? No. Why not? Lefisha In Kategor Nasas Anegor. A prosecutor cannot become a defendant. The Kohen Gadol is going lefnai v'lefnim to get a, a kapara for Kal Yisrael. What is the spitz avera of Kal Yisrael? A glazov. So we don't want to have any gold on the Kohen Gadol. So therefore, say the Rabbanon, are you kidding me? You want to get a kapara on Rosh Hashanah with the very horn of an animal that Kal Yisrael used to sin? We wouldn't do that. The prosecutor is not going to become the defendant. So it's more of a lie, really? You, you never have that? But Let me tell you something, says the Gemara. <laughs> Granted, the Kayin Gadol doesn't wear gold, but guess what? He brings the blood of a bull. So you see, you still have a bull as part of the Abayda. And you see that maybe it applies to the Kayin Gadol as far as the gold garments, but it ain't applying as far as the animals. The Gemara says, "Hail Vishtan Yishtani." No, the blood of the of the of the par is not a problem, because when all you're seeing is blood. It was changed. It was changed from its original state of look, as opposed to a horn, which is the original zach. The Gemara says, "Ve'ika Aron Ve'Kapires Ukrov." What about all the golden vessels that were inside the Kaidah Shakadoshim? They were all part of the Avodah Yom Kippur. And they were gold. Why do we allow gold to, to be in the Kedesh HaKadoshim but not allow the Stama Shaila on, on, the, on, on the Halacha of the Kain Gadol not wearing gold? There's gold everywhere anyway. Answer the Gemara, Chayte Bal Yakriv Ka'amrinon. All we're saying is that a Chayte, a person who does an Avera, should not be Makriv, something that he sinned with. But the Arayin and the Kruv, that's not, that's, he's not being Makriv that. They could be there. Things are allowed to exist. Which, by the way, I think there's a beautiful message. Beautiful message with so many things in life. Right? They, some things, we just have to, even if, like, you would prefer that that other person is not in the room at the same time. You know, whatever it is. It, you have to permit certain circumstances to exist. You're not going to change that. You're not going to change the reality when you're going into the Kaidish HaKadoshim, of what the Aran looks like, of what the Kruvim look like, right? They're there. It's not kacha. That's it. You keep moving on in life, right? But as far as the Hakurava, what I'm actually being makrav, I'll be careful. But serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not need to be that everything in my surroundings is perfect for this either. The moment we wait for perfection, we're not going to be able to come close to the Bansha. As Rabbi Fran succinctly put it, at the last year Mashas, perfection is the enemy of good. Right? There are so many good things we don't do because they can't be perfect. Don't worry about it being perfect. It's good, go do it. Even if it's not going to be, you know, allow, there's, gold, there's gold there, fine, it's gold there. Don't let it be part of the Akrova. Fine. 
says the Gemara, you have the golden ladle and the pan, that's part of the we're saying that you shouldn't wear it. But you have the, the golden big days of that was done outside the Kedosh HaKadoshim. The Gemara says, fine, you're right. That was outside. The Kohen Gadol did some of the Avaidah in gold outside. Okay. You shouldn't go inside. In other words, you have to allow that. You have to allow sometimes the, the prosecutor and the defender to exist at the same time. But when it comes to certain points in life, you're mukhayyib to separate it. And the da, the Bedrashan, as we get to the end of today's da, we're going to see a, uh, there's going to be a message, I believe, really brings out this idea in a very direct way. We'll wait till we get to Bedrashan. Okay. Period, end of that um, back and forth. Seder. Shaifer Nami Mi says the Gemara, one second. The reason why we're not using, according to Rabbanon, you're not allowed to use the horn of a, sh- of a par, a para, is because why? But they blew the Shaifer outside the Kaidash HaKadoshim. According to what you just told me, you're not allowed to wear, only when you wear it inside the Kaidash HaKadoshim, is it a problem? So why don't you blow the horn of a the 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 horn of a par? Ah, yanka tager nasanegar. We said it's not a problem. Blow it outside the the kedusha kedoshim. Says the gemara, kiva the zikaron nukidufinim Since it's zikaron, which is the remembrance of to to akos rogo start remembering when you start remembering you might remember everything, right? The bad with the good. So since you're remembering everything, we need that a little bit of extra siyata deshmaya, so to speak. To only make the awareness of the gitazachin of the defender and uh, and not the accuser, yeah. He doesn't have to wear it. Yeah. That's the that was the Gemara's question. That's the Gemara's question. The Gemara's saying, if you're not wearing it, so where's the Swar Benka taking Asanegar? So the Gemara says, Kivan Dil Zikarain who? No, Zikarain, he says, as Mamish makes it as if you're wearing it. You know, it brings it to that level of the same, whatever wearing something does, like you're carrying it. So Zikarain is the carrying of Akadosh Baruch Hu have inside of us. Yeah, so it's Mamish like you're wearing it before him. Okay. Hi, Vahot Tanab of Neshu Karen Kamar. But the Rabbanans say the reason why you're not allowed to blow the, the horn of a par is because it's called the keren. Not because of the svara of Eka Tegar Nasas Anegar. Says Gemara, both, Chodavayd Kamar, Chodavayshtabal, the Eka Tegar Nasas Anegar. And Fetad more, furthermore, because it's only called the keren. So we have two svaras, according to the Rabbanan, pushing away the horn of a par to uh, allow this to be the kosher shaifer. It's not, in other words, because it's not called a shaifer. It needs to be called a shaifer, but the Torah calls the horn of a par a karen. So therefore, it's just not included in the mitzvah. It's like a gzer zakosif type of thing. You know what I mean? You, you call a shofar uh, a ram, a ram horn, a shofar? So, so other animals, other... Not when it's on its head. Correct. You just cut it off. And... Yeah, or, or either. Other animals... We find times where their horns are called keren, and sometimes when their horns are called shifer. 
by a par, by a para, we only find that it's called a karen. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That, that would be, in other words, so we have two reasons. First of all, you don't find it's called a shifer, so it's not fit to be. And secondly, you should know, that was the second thing. And firstly, you should know, so both mitzad svara and mitzad xeris akosuf. Okay. What's her basically going to respond? Abir is going to say, the Kaamri think I take a Nasa Sanegar, this take the Svar you're getting of think I take a Nasa Sanegar is wrong. So I hope it's only inside the Gedusha Kedoshin. I shave me Bechutsu. The Kaamri, they shoot Karen. I hold you're allowed to use the horn of a cow. Ah, you're going to say the Torah only calls it a Karen? No. Call Hashoifreis Ikru Nami Karen. The same way by all other Shoifers. Granted, they're called Shoifer, but they're also called Karen. So you see from there that Shoifer and Karen are interchangeable. And therefore, by a para as well, it's called a Karen Beseder, not the biggest deal. It does not mean that it's excluded from the mitzvah. Period. Azoy is the machlekes between the Rabbanon and Rabbi Yis. Abayi Yom Rabayi says, Hainu taimayu de Rabbanon. I'll give you another reason why the Rabbanon say that you are not allowed to use the keren of a parom. Shoifar Amar the Torah says you blow shoifar, you blow one shoifar and not two or three. Okay? You're not allowed to, in other words, you're not allowed to blow two or three shoifars at the same time. The sound that comes out has to be heard from one shoifar at a time. And when you have the horn of a para cow, kivan dekai gildi gildi, mischazi kishnayim ushloisha shayfares. Very interesting. He says that the makeup of the inside of the horn of a cow is different than the makeup of other horns. Okay, and the sounds come out making multiple different sounds. Okay, and therefore, it seems like it's coming out. Uh, it's not one straight pitch that comes out at once. And the Mela, that's why it's going to be Asr, because it says Shoifer, and nothing that sounds like Shoifreis. But why is Abai saying that the reason for the Rabbanon that you can't use the horn of a cow is because of the sound? That's not what the Rabbanon say in the Mishnah. In the Mishnah, what do the Rabbanon say? The reason why you can't use the horn of a cow is because it's called a Karen. Gemara gives the same answer he gave before. First of all, the sound is a problem. And second of all, it's only called a Karen. Rebbeisi allows the horn of a cow. He says, listen, this that you say, that you can't have a horn that gives off different sounds, kivan de mechabri adadi, since it's all one shayfer, chadhu. It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference since the sounds are coming out of various layers of the shayfer, so creating different pitches. It doesn't matter to me. As long as you're blowing into one shayfer, the inner lying layers of the shayfer ain't going to do nothing for me. That's not an issue. It's not the same problem as blowing two or three shayfers at the same time. It's called one shayfer. And this that you say that the, the, the horn of a para is only called a karen, same as he said before, okay, 
Karen and Shaifer are interchangeable. Kola Shaifares, Nami, Ikri, Karen. You find many other Shaifers that are also called a Karen. Gavaldic, beautiful. Here we go. All right. Period. End of that uh, back and forth. Next Gemara. My mashma dahai yovla lishna didichrahu. Says the Gemara. Where do we hear? Where do we figure out that the word yovla, okay, referring to yovel, is a ram? We know that ideally, what's the best, we're going to see in the Gemara, what's the best horn, what, what's the best shaifer to use from, an, from a ram? Says, how do you know that a yovla is Aramaic for ram? Omar of Akiva. When I went to Arabia, they were calling rams, yuvlas. Okay. When I went to a place called Galia. What is that? In the Roman province. You've been there? France? Beautiful. Okay. Galmuda. They would call a nida, a woman who's going through her cycle, a galmuda. My galmuda. Where does what's galmuda? Where does that word come from? Gemula da. This one is separated mibaila from her husband. So he actually says that um, in in Galia, how do you pronounce it? Gaul. Okay. It's uh, it's referring to a need of Omar Rabbi Akiva Shalachti La Afriki, when I went to Africa, yeah, Hayu Kairin Lema Kishita, they called a Ma'a, which is a coin, they called it a Kishita, the Mainaf Kamina, the Furushe Mea Kishisa the Iraisa Mea Danki to explain that one hundred Kishisa, when written in the Torah, right, Pasuk in the Torah, talks about a Kishisa that's referring to. 100 donkey it's important to know what the amounts that ultimately are obligated to be given over period you see from here that um, the word dichra is yuvla referring to a ram and we also learn that do not be surprised if Rabbi Akiva had many many different uh, countries stamped on his passport all right he went to Arabia he went to Gaul, he went to Africa, he made his rounds. Bekiva was went around seeing the Rabbi Shalom's world. Okay. Omar Rabbi Rabbi says, When I went to the Kroche Hayom, referring to various islands. Okay. They would call Mechira Kira. The Mainav Kamina, the Frushe Asher Karisi Li. In order to explain when it says in the Pasuk, Asher Karisi Li, this which I was Karisi for myself, it's referring. Um, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, that was. Um, um, it's by Yosef. Right? What was originally promised, right? What was originally promised to Yaakov Avinu when he was talking to Pada. Very good. Amar Ish Lakish, Amar Shimon Lakish. It's so fascinating. The Gemara is here is going to go on and on 
proving various Aramaic words and how they relate to Tyre. You know, Amar of Shimon Lakish, Kishalachti Lethum Kan Nishraya. When I went to the Tchum, the border of Kan Nishraya, Hayukaren Lekala Nimti. They were calling Kalas Nimtis. All right. Ooh, so now we know what a Kala is. Uh, uh, we know what a Nimti is. Ule Tarnagol was called Sechvi. All right, we're familiar with that. Asher la Sechvi. The Kala Nimfi, where do you find the importance of knowing that a Kala is called a Nimfi? Micro, you fey knife, Messiah's Kalaret. A beautiful Kala, Messiah's Kalaret. The whole world is happy with her. Okay, what is this talking about? Who's the beautiful Kala? Yerushalayim, Gavaldik. Ula Tarnagol Sechvi, Amrabi Ramaravi, by Yasem Arabi Shuvan Levi, Micra. Where do you see the importance of knowing what a Sechvi is? Mishas Betuchais Chachma, who gave the, the, the smooth one wisdom? I mean, Nosan La Sechvi, and who gave to the Sechvi the rooster, Bina, understanding? You know what it means? Mishas Betuchais Chachma, Elu Kloyais. This is referring to the cloyais. Who are the cloyais? Nobody. It is the kidneys. Kidneys are very smooth. And Chazal are teaching us that the kidneys represent wisdom. I mean, Nosna Sechivina, Ze Tarnagol. Referring to the, the rooster, okay? Because the rooster is able to separate between day and night. It's very important. We're going to see, it's going to be a constant theme on our daf that we already started. That even though we live in a world of gray, we have to learn from roosters. We have to learn to differentiate. There, there needs to be differentiation. Not, we live in a world of gray, there's no doubt. But you still, at certain, at our deepest core, we can't be gray. We can't be gray. At our deepest core, we have to ultimately know what's right. The moment right is wrong and right is wrong and, and, and wrong is right we're done sometimes you need to live with others in gray it's very important to look at the second Levi go to Asra Levi went to a city also Gavro somebody came in front of him Amalei said to him top of home base Kovon Planya you know what Kovon Planya is I'm surprised Rashi tells us I thought Rashi would wait because the Gemara is going to tell us what it means right but Rashi says so we could say yeah, Gazlani Pliny, somebody stole from me. Levi didn't understand what the guy was trying to tell him. Also, Shalbi Majoshis came and asked me Yeshiva. Amulei Gazlan Amala. He was saying the guy robbed you, he stole from you. Did somebody steal from the Rabbanu Shalom, which means Amr Levi me Barnish, the Rav Ashi. If he would have said that this guy was covered to me, I would have said, Hechi Kavach. How was he cover you? But my cover, what did he do? But my cover, and why did he do that? In other words, you know what happened? Somebody starts talking to you about these things happen to us all the time, right? Come on, admit it, yeah? You're, you're listening into a conversation where somebody starts talking to you about something that you got no clue what they're talking about, right? So usually we're like, uh-huh, oh, for sure. And then like they smile, so you start to laugh. You still have no clue what's happening. <laughs> That's how you stay together. Good kazam. Yeah? Right? Uh-huh, maybe. Yeah, oh, wonderful. Yeah, they smile. You smile. But no clue what's going on, right? 
But how do you figure out what they're talking about? Sometimes they use certain words. People use these fancy schmancy words from the dictionary that, I, that I've never heard. But when you keep the conversation going and they, over the course, you hear them using the word in various different ways, you're able to figure out exactly what that, uh, what that word is. Um, but Levi didn't do this. You know why Levi didn't do this? Because um, he was concerned, the guy he was talking to was talking about um, uh, forbidden relationships. He didn't want to get into a conversation about it. He thought Kava had to do with forbidden relationships. He didn't want to go there, so he didn't ask any questions to try to figure it out. Okay, ultimately, what it means, somebody stole from him. Okay. It's interesting. The art scroll for the Amiram and Tanai, you know? You know what the art scroll was? They know what the word means in the Torah. Go out into the world. Start talking to people until you hear somebody give you, you know, somebody gives you uh, the taich. You know, somebody gives you the answer. Why have you other abundant my sirugin? Their abundant did not know what the meaning of the word sirugin was. Givaldik shamuali amzad the bei rabbi the chazin the abundant aviyali biski biski. She saw the abundant coming in in groups. Amrlei admasi atem mechlasim sirugin sirugin. How often you go in sirugin sirugin? See from here. The word siruga means broken up. Okay? means broken up in shifts, you know? They heard Rebbe's maidservant. She was watching somebody who was spreading out parparchini. Okay? Now, parparchini, Rashi says, Yerek, it's a vegetable, it's a green, shekairin or kelali. Alright? So they knew that Chagugais is this type of um, vegetable. They didn't know what it means. Salsaleho, you should be in the salsal usramimeko and you'll be elevated. You know, he was curling his chub. Standing in front of the mirror. And she says, Listen, uh, Rabyid, stop looking in the mirror. Stop being busy with your hair. Stop curling your hair. So they knew that misalso means to curl. What do you see from here? Yeah, when somebody is in the proximity of a godel, even if it's a maidservant, it's Kedai to have, there's what to learn from them. Anybody who hangs around the greatest godel, the greatest, if you, not the greatest, even not the greatest godel, anybody who hangs around good people, big people, there's going to be a lot to learn just from what seeps off on them. They didn't know what it means. The words and which will be destroyed. They heard her again. She said to her friend, Take the broom and sweep the house. Your Yehov and he will take care of you. What does it mean you're supposed to throw it on the Rabbanu Shalom? Then I'll take care of you. What is Yehov I was going along with a particular Arab. Have a and I was carrying a load. Give me your load and throw it on top of my camel. 
So I learned that Yahavcha is your pekel. So what does the buzzer mean? Hashlechal Hashem Yahavcha. You have any pekel? We all have pekel. You know what you're supposed to do with your pekel? Yeah? The suitcase that holds us down in life. That doesn't let us keep moving. You know what we're supposed to do with that suitcase? The bunch of them says, throw it on me. I'll take it. I'll take care of it. Right? There's a, uh, the marshal from the Chabetz Chaim. The, the wagon driver. He's, he sees a Yid waiting on the side of the road. And he, um, and, uh, he offers him a ride. The Yid's got a very heavy backpack. And he comes onto the wagon, and he's sitting there. And the wagon driver says, take off your backpack. He says, uh, no, it's okay, I'll hold on to it. Okay, this guy's wearing it. Schwitzing away, he's got a heavy knapsack on. A few minutes later, the wagon driver, Mama Shidi, schwitzing away. He says, no, take off your backpack. He says, listen, you're kind enough to offer me a ride. You don't also have to carry my stuff. The wagon driver says, Meshuggah. It's the same weight. I'm schlepping you and I'm schlepping your backpack anyway. What are you doing thinking you're doing this? Zok the Chafetz Chaim, that's how we are with the Rabbani Shalom. The Rabbani Shalom says, I'm carrying your pack. like, no, 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 tell her. I'm sitting on this thing. I got it. I got it. You know what are you doing? Anyway? The Bershom's carrying it anyway. Right? He's got all this. Take off your knapsack. Take it off. What are you being all, what are you being all worried about? Throw it on. Throw it on. Anyways, the Rabbani Shalom. All right. Zokt the Mishnah in the middle of Daf Chav Vav Amud Beis. Here we go. We're going to keep talking about Shifer and now get into uh, various types of Shifers that were used inside the Beis Hamikdash. Zokt the Mishnah. Shifer Shal Rosh Hashanah Shal Yaal. The Shifer of a Rosh Hashanah should be the Shifer of a Yaal. Okay. What is a Yaal? Young sheep. Upiv Mitzufa Zohar. And the lip of the shifer, where we put, where the Baltikea puts his lips, um, was plated with gold. Now this is talking about in the Beis HaMikdash. Okay, the shifer that was used on Rosh Hashanah in the Beis HaMikdash was gold plated by the lips. And there were trumpets that were blown alongside it. Okay. We'll see why later they had the shayfers with it. Shayfer, uh, the, the trumpets with it. Shayfer is marich. The shayfer would make a long sound. And the trumpets would make short sounds. Because the main mitzvah was for the shayfer. It wasn't for the trumpets. So we'll see why they blew trumpets in the first place. When it came to a fast day, they would blow shayfers from a bent horn of a zachar, upian metzufa kesef. And these shifers, the bent shifers of a male, were coated, the lips were coated in silver. And over there, the trumpets were in the middle. Okay? So, what this means is that the trumpets were the main mitzvah, and they would, they would have shifers on the side of it. Shaifer v'katzer, the shaifer now would blow the short sounds. V'chatzaitzvus ma'richesh mitzvus hayoyim v'chatzaitzvus. On a tainus, the main mitzvah of blowing is done with the special trumpets. Shove hayoyvel rosh hashanah. The sounds, the shaifer of yoyvel was similar to rosh hashanah. L'tkiya v'lebrachis. As far as tkiya, meaning Rashi explains the type of shaifer to use, and what did we say? What do you use in Rosh Hashanah? 
it's the the straight horn of a of a young sheep, okay. Villa uh, brachas, and also as far as the brachas, this is referring to tefilas musaf. If you die, Reb Yudah says, "Parish Hashana taikim b'shal zcharim u'bayayvles b'shal ye'elim." On Hashana, they blow with the straight horns, but on Yevel, I'm sorry, on Hashana you blow with the that that's bent. You blow with the the male ones, which are bent, and on Yevel you blow the straight ones. All right, the Gemara is going to get uh, into this just to share a, a cute little anecdote about one of my kids. Uh, one of my kids were younger, so I was standing in. I must have shared this Rosh Hashanah time, but either be it as it may, I was I was in Schnucks, and what what do you do when you're standing in the supermarket? Yeah, your wife's on the phone, yeah, telling you uh, not to forget what she wrote on the list, and uh, you can't find this. Whatever. Anyway, she asked me for mushroom soup mix. Okay. She wanted mushroom soup mix. It's going back a while. Uh, I know that because she doesn't use that anymore. Right? So, um, she wanted mushroom soup. So, first I was in the, co- you know, they, had, they have a kosher aisle. And I couldn't find it. So I called her up. I said, there's no mushroom soup mix. Do you want me to get anything, a different soup mix or something else? She said, um, she said, uh, were you looking for it? So I said, I'm in the kosher aisle. She says, look in the non-kosher aisle. So I said, fine. And I suddenly hear my kid screaming his head, like crying. I'm just like crying. And I was like, what happened? Like, you know, I asked my wife, what's going on? She's like, I don't know, what's going on, what's going on? So she's like, honey, like, what, you know, I'm still on the phone because she's trying to direct me which aisle to go to in the, in, you know, in the store where she thinks it is. My kid starts crying. Why? Because that day, his mora had told him that the aisle's kosher. You hear this? It was right before Hashanah. And he is his mother, Nebuch, talking about a non-kosher aisle. Meanwhile, his mother is telling him that the, you use the shoifer from an aisle because an aisle's kosher. So he starts flipping out. Yeah, you, you hear what kids flip out from. Yeah, all right. Comes to the Taiva. What's the message? You see, you hear something and you don't know what's going on, right? Uh, big message. Don't don't judge everything you hear. <laughs> I should have told him it's pronounced Aisley. <laughs> I'm in the non kosher easily. No, okay. All right. Zog the Gemara. Amar Blevi says, let's go. Mitzvah Shor Hashanah Vashi Yom Kippurim Big Fufim. The mitzvah blowing Shoifer Rosh Hashanah Kippur is with a bent horn. Vishal Kal Hashanah Bibshutim. And on a tainus, you use a straight one. I have Atanan, but we learned in our Mishnah, Shoifer Shor Hashanah is Shal Ayo Pashit, which is straight. So why is Levi arguing. Why is he arguing on our Mishnah? What's going on over here? Answers the Gemara. He's got another Bryser backing him up. He doesn't follow our Mishnah. He's following a different Bryser. They would blow with a bent male horn. Which was straight. Why doesn't Reb Levi just say, I paskin like Reb Yehuda? That's all he's got to say. He didn't say because he doesn't hold like Rabbi Yehuda all the time. Right? And then I would have thought you have to use a straight shifer even by Yaiva, which Rabbi doesn't agree with. Therefore, I believe you want to let us know that um, 
that you only use a straight shayfer by um, by uh, Rosh Hashanah. However, uh, by Yovel we do not use a straight shayfer. Says the Gemara, the Mikromifiki. Now, what's talk of the Machlokes about whether to use a straight or bent shayfer? What's talk? What's the background of this Machlokes? Listen to this beautiful, beautiful limud. Mar Sabar, one tana hold the Rosh Hashanah on Rosh Hashanah. Kama de Chayif inish daite. The more a person bends his das, okay. Now, what does it mean to bend your das? To bend over, to feimayle. It's better. It's better. Meaning, a person. What do you mean to bend your mind? Bend your mind means to not be so machted, and to you, you humble ourselves. A person should be the, the avaida of the shayfer of Yom Kippur is to humble ourselves. And on Yom Kippur, which is when they blew Shaifer for Yavu, the straighter a person has his mind, you're better off. Okay? What do I mean you're better off? Just don't think so much right now because everybody's servants are going free. Everybody's fields are going back. It's a very traumatic time. Just follow the rules. That's that, that, that's what you're supposed to keep your mind for Yavu. Umar Sovar, but the Tanakama holds Nain. Fakert, just the opposite. B'Rosh Hashanah Kaba, the Posh in his Daite, on Rosh Hashanah, you need to keep a straight mind. Tfei Maile, the better off you are. This is what we're saying on Amad Aleph. You know what this is? On Rosh Hashanah says, says uh, the Tanakama like this. You know what that way the Rosh Hashanah is? The whole year we live in gray. We need to deal with this. We need to deal with that. You got to balance. Shikaladas. But you know when it comes to Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah is when we're raw. We're stripped down. We're raw. We We come in front of the branch of them. And it's just straight up. Straight. There's no messing around right here. What's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. You need to have that on Rosh Hashanah. You need to have certain points during the year where you back off of the gray and you just get down to business. As always, like the Tanakam. When it comes to a fast, the more a person humbles himself, the better off we are, because that's the Abayid of the Tainus, right? There's Abayid, is that? So, the Abayid over there is to humble oneself, and that is the Svara, the logic backing up the Machoikas between Rabbi Huda and the Tanakama, Mamish, uh, 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 you know, a, 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 a real... Uh, Different focuses on what we're learning from Shem and Rosh Hashanah, both very, very important. Halavai, we should take both of them with us. You know, Halavai, we should take one. You know, and 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 strive to have both of these avodas, both of you know being straight and also the bent, humbling ourselves. We'll hold it here for today. I got the again. Hashem, we will pick up with Dabchav Zayin on Erev Shabbos. We'll learn tomorrow at twelve fifteen. A wonderful, wonderful Chaydish and I got Erev Shabbos.